Episode seven, the seven, excuse me, seventy-seven of the uh, Barman hockey and sticks. Diva <laughs> Upside Down Hockey Sticks. <laughs> uh, well, that's also the uh, the DOV number of the Masters State Champion. I thought he wore eighty-seven. No, it's seventy-seven. I call him Hockey Sticks all the time. Oh, I want to say he wore eighty-seven last year. No. Oh, somebody else wears that number though. Um. Yeah. I forget who. One of our friends. I can't remember which one it is. Well, all those yes. people are your friends, so. Um, <laughs> well, the more I officiate, the less likely they are to be friends. Oh. <laughs> I, won't <make> a <laughs> I won't make a comment. <laughs> I was, was going to take a shot at somebody. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Welcome to episode 77 of the Barman to Bevo podcast. As you can tell, my co-host is... Is with me on the south side of town, south side, south side barman. Hey, Bevo. <laughs> south side barman. Um, uh, we saw each other earlier today. We were at the Atlanta United game. Uh, hopefully, if you follow us on social media, you saw the picture. We were there with super fan, sometime contributor Brian Conley. <laughs> <laughs> super fan. <laughs> um, had a great time at the game as usual. Seats were unbelievable. It was awesome. You did a really good job with the seats this time. Thanks. You got us bouncing around that section, but <laughs> we, were, we were like 10 rows up today. Yes. A little, a little bit lower, closer to the, uh, we were right there when, on the penalty kicks where you can almost talk to the uh, talk to the guy. Yep. All right, well, let's dive right in. We've, we haven't recorded in almost two weeks, so we've got a lot to, to cover from the last two weeks. So I will start with um, Speed Week. How did, how did, uh, well, let, let's start with spin the district. So you had events Saturday and Sunday, Hapeville Saturday, College Park Sunday. Correct. Which the, were the, the end of, which were the end of speed week, but those were the, um, the East Point track club and the ATL airport district, um, and ethic incorporated, uh, and Q and a events putting that on. And I came out Saturday, uh, for the first half. Oh, of that's right. Hapeville. Hapeville. Um, I got to say, I walked the track or the course for the, the crit um, in the morning. What an incredible job you did with that, that, uh, that course. Uh, Thanks. It wasn't the traditional square or circle. Um, right. There's a, I think there was seven, um, there's, there's a seven one right turn. Yeah. One right turn, one right turn in the, um, in the, in, in the middle of seven, in the middle of the left. And I want to say Nick Luther said you turned it, around and went backwards or something. Yes, we went, when I run the Hateville Criterium in August, we've, we've gone down the Bad Road Hill, right. and this year we went up it instead and kind of rotated around. We also went a half block further for a larger field, um, feeling that that would be a little bit more, uh, more, a little bit more fair to anyone that might have started at the back of the field. Um, ultimately, you know, so we really just focus on the, I, listen, there were I stuck around and saw the the cat. Uh, I think category was. I think you made it all the way through the two three race. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw two three four and was there a five? If I'm 
Yeah, the Cat 5 race was a little bit before there. Um, there was a 3-4 and then a 2 I saw the junior race early in yep. the day. That was that was the very first one in the morning. Or, or well, it was, it was juniors, but it was different age groups and stuff. So that was interesting. Correct. Saw the Masters ride. Um, yep. You know, I, I didn't stick around in the afternoon just because, I, honestly, I was exhausted at that point. Um, who ended up winning? Who were the big winners for the day? Uh, Daniel Holloway won the men's race. Okay. And Erica Aller won the, or, pardon me, Erica, uh, Erica Carney won the women's race. She was recently married to Jamie Carney. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, and then, um, how did, and that was on, uh, Quattro de Mayo. Yes. <laughs> May, May the 4th. Yes. And, uh, Sunday you had Cinco de Mayo, you had the crawfish boil, down there yep. at the race, which I thought was a nice touch, something a little different. It was a, uh, um, it was really nice. It was nice to kind of um, engage a different audience from just the bike race audience, and it was helpful for us uh, to kind of showcase what we do as bike as as bike racers. Right. So, well, I was impressed with Hapeville and, and the amount of development going on there. I know, like Porsche's right there, and then. Right, your favorite spot, the corner taverns, right there, and that little main drag is uh, really kind of up and coming. Um, I, I I feel the same way. I was impressed with the development, like right, because I was on that first turn, you know, just kind of volunteering for an hour or two for Chris. Thank you. Um, and just really, you know, walking the whole course stuff, just seeing the development around there, which is great to see. Um, you know, I, I I think it's a great neighborhood. It's a great community they've done a fantastic job uh showcasing them and the when i started the august race on a friday night i was hoping to attract some of the delta employees and a lot of the folks that don't necessarily stay around all weekend but go home maybe uh, a couple of uh friday nights out of the year maybe they stay and hang out for a while and then head home a little bit later um how was sunday who, who ended up winning sunday Sunday was a gentleman in a red kit I didn't actually recognize. Uh, Summer Moke won the women's race in a in a sprint. Um, uh, there was a I believe a five man break in uh, a five man break. Uh, Danny Hum- Somerville Summerhill won the Gambler Prime. I thought he was going to win the race also, but he ended up being upstaged by I believe a young man from the Northeast somewhere, maybe Massachusetts. Or, it wasn't that guy who came down from New Hampshire again, was it? No, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm watching the uh, DC United Sporting KC game. Rooney just uh, drew a penalty that ended up scoring a huge goal for DC United. Interesting. Uh, I think I'm – no, it's at home. Um, all right, so Speed Week recap. Is there like – do, do they crown a champion of Speed Week or? Correct. So the College Park race ended up being the end of Speed Week. Right. And that was the championships. And Daniel Holloway ended up winning the overall for that. And he's a local guy, right? Uh, Daniel's, no, he's actually, um, uh, he's in on track to represent the United States in the Olympics for the uh, Madison. Oh, wow. And yeah, he was origi- he was on at one time was on what's now EF Education. I believe it was Garmin at one time. And he kind of floats between the track world and uh, Criterium type teams. Okay. 
Uh, and I know Nick Luther was around. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see him Saturday. And uh, he was probably in bed. He was sleeping. <laughs> he was sleeping at the at the Gerhardt's estate. Um, <laughs> having having a nice, had probably having a late morning coffee and and texting who knows who. Um, and then yesterday you had the Kieran at, at the velodrome. Yes, Friday we had the Friday night sprints, and then we did the Kieran event uh, yesterday. And big winners, any any big winners from that that event? We need to announce. Uh, Joe Christopher Chris Christensen or Christopherson uh, came from Colorado Springs. He actually I hosted him this weekend, uh, and uh, very nice young man. Uh, maybe 23 or 24 years old, I think. Is he riding with John? Uh, he trains uh, trains some with John, um, kind of lives in the same area, uh, a little bit younger than John than sure. John is. And Peter Bach and Matt Giddings came from the Indianapolis area also. And uh, Frank Travieso was in the final, that was in the final here. And unfortunately, uh, Daryl, uh, Christopher, and Nick Luke, uh, Nick, um, Ostrike were a little bit off on Saturday. They were going much better on Friday and uh, just couldn't quite hold it down. What about uh, Brick? I uh, didn't see Brick all weekend. Wow. So d- don't know if Brick was at work or the forecast scared him off. I'm not quite sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, when is the next event down there at the Dick Lane Velodrome? Not till August. August oh, wow. 10th. Not so you just got your, your Tuesday and Wednesday nights there is really what's right. going on. Okay, for the Correct. rest of the summer. And then is there an August event and a September event or just the August? Yeah, the Spin the District will be September 20th. Oh, that's with right. With a rain date of the 21st. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Even in City Grand Fondo. So maybe we can maybe we can get you a uh, hotel room down on the south side if you need. For what? So you can do the Union City Grand Fondo the next day. I don't need a hotel room. I'll be there. Woo! Joe and I will get up and ride that. Maybe we maybe we can drag Conley out now too. Nice. Well, that'd be a, that'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I loved it last year. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna really crank up the training here in the next, uh, hopefully, the next couple of months. So well, the gentleman that did the the wings at Union City was back at Hateville. Oh, nice. Delicious. Yes, they yes. they were delicious. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna ask you? Oh. I was telling Brian about this earlier. Um, Mark Cavalli, our good buddy, um, is doing his Piano Man show again in October. Oh, cool. Uh, up in Woodstock. So just keep this date um, in in the back of your mind. October 12th. October 12th? October 12th. I'll put it in my calendar now. I believe it's a Saturday night. So I'm going to try and... Um, I think I'm going to hijack his, his post... And try and organize like a mini Jelly Rolls reunion show and get all the old Jelly Rolls. Because all of us went to both of his shows, but none of us went at the same time. <laughs> nice. So, um, all right. So let's dive into, um, you got, do you have recaps for the first two days of the Giro? Uh, yeah, I can do it. Um I know, I know we, so we, we wrote the notes a couple of days ago. We were trying to record earlier in the week, but my schedule didn't allow. And then the one night I thought we were going to be able to go, Barman's schedule didn't allow. Um, so we just said, screw it. Let's just do it over the weekend. It'll be easier. Um, the Giro started yesterday. There was news earlier in the week. Uh, Bernal from 
team is it Ineos now, or is it still Sky, or is it both? No, it's it's Ineos. They they switched last weekend when they did a um, the Rome tour Romandy. Uh, the tour uh, uh, Yorkshire. Oh, Yorkshire, yeah. Is might might be their hometown. Um, Bernal crashes earlier in the week in a training ride, um, breaks his collarbone. He's out for the Giro. I definitely think this is a move for the <laughs> to have a stronger tour team because uh, that kid's. A couple of years from now, that kid's going to be winning Grand Tours. Right. But uh, it's going to be difficult to manage. They already have a hard time managing just Garrett Thomas and Chris Froome. Right. Um, but, you know, he can... He Did he win the Vuelta last year? Or did he podium? No, I don't think so. I think, I think he might have been in the top ten. Yeah, okay. You're right. Um... Yesterday was the prologue, correct? Correct. Or was it a just a time trial? I, I think no, it was, it was, it was I, I believe it was a prologue. It was only eight k. Uh, it did have a two k climb in it, but um, uh, that climb is, it only took them about twelve minutes. That climb is longer than two k. <laughs> <Was it? laughs> I wrote it. it yesterday. A, I wrote it on Twitter. It was Bevo. It was Bevo approved. Oh no! It was fantastic. It wasn't two k awesome. though. <laughs> it was. Are you uh, sure? It was probably closer to, I think it was closer to four. I could be wrong. It's so, eight, like, uh, three miles almost? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I the whole ride was five. And I want to say I was on that hill for two and a half of it. Maybe two, okay. two at the low end, but... I mean, I was cruising along good until I hit that hill. Nice. <laughs> Bevo um, style? What's that? That's what we do call Bevo style, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, hey, and then power, and then power downhill. No, it was it was a t- uh, uphill finish. Nice. Yeah. So it took me about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took uh, Rolex twelve and a half minutes to actually win the event. So I think I, when I got it, so it was a group. I was going to start riding, and then I saw, oh, they can ride the Giro time trial or, or prologue in twelve minutes. So I joined it, and then I get to the start line with like a, a minute and a half to go. And there's like two, 200, 300 people on the start line ready to go. It was, oh my it was really cool. And you see everybody's stuck on trainers, so they're all just spinning their wheels waiting for it to start. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to try it again or, or when, when they do the next one. So, um, All right, so who – I actually put down earlier in the week some favorites for the race from, um, from an odds standpoint. Um, because I pulled, I was cycling is on my my gambling site. Oh, cool! Um, so Dumoulin versus the field plus two twenty eight. The field is minus three hundred. Uh, Yates plus two eighty six. The field is minus three ninety. Roglic plus one sixty five. The field is two ten. Right. Nibley plus six twenty three. The field is minus eleven hundred. You took Nibley, right? I took Nibley at plus fourteen hundred. Yes, juicy, juicy. I get that. I get that early money. Um, well, I took, I took maximum security at plus a thousand. Remember that horse hadn't the favorite hadn't scratched yet. Oh, jeez! I see your bet for this week. <laughs> I just saw you what you put down there. And then, um, is it Miguel on on Hel Lopez plus eight? I don't even know who that guy is. Is he? A, yeah, Astana, he's the Astana, the Astana ah. leader. Okay. He was plus eight seventy. Miguel Angel Lopez. Yeah. 
plus eight seventy four versus the field at minus two thousand. Did you um, see uh, Michelle? Michelle came out of retirement. No. Do you have him blocked? Yes. <laughs> I I don't. He came out of retirement. He put he put a he said he bet a bunch of money that we couldn't pronounce one Italian name uh, city name correct during the entire Giro. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Roma. <laughs> Rome, Roma. <laughs> you know there'll be a Lazio in there or a Torino. <laughs> something we something we can deal with. Something we know from the Serie A league. <laughs> nice. Um. All right. So Froome, he's is he is Froome and Thomas aren't in the Giro. Correct. Who do you got? Are, so you're 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 all in on Nibali. Well, not all in, but well, well, Rolick actually does look the best and is the most likely to actually win it. Yeah, I think he was peaking kind of at the right time. Yeah, he, he's he's going rather well. He might have overcooked his grits a bit. Don't overcook my grits. What movie is that? Denzel Washington. Is that um? Is that what's the training um, day? No, what's the high school football movie? <laughs> uh, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans? Is he telling the white coach, "Don't you overcook my grits, coach"? Uh, Does that sound he, right? That maybe I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I think that's where that's from, but I maybe I quote it quite a bit. He might have overcooked his grits. Yeah, well, he'll he'll fall off week three. It's a possibility, we, but a week he and looks, a half in, he looks good. He might have enough of a lead that he doesn't really have to worry about it. Uh, Joey Roscoff, fourteenth in the time trial. That's pretty good. At the end of Romedy, yeah. Where's, who's he riding with now? Is he with Triple C? Yeah, he's with Triple C. Ken Roscoff was actually at the Kieran, the, the Kieran event at the Dick Lane Velodrome, and it looks like Joey is going to, for the first time, get to do the Tour de France. Oh, good for him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Pete was really excited at the Velodrome. Yeah, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get Pete excited. <laughs> um, who won the time trial? The prologue in the Giro, Rolick won the, the won that. Oh wow! Yeah, I think Nibali was third, by about twenty three seconds off. Dumoulin might have been another ten seconds off. Who won today? I'm assuming today was probably a sprinter stage. Today was a sprinter stage, and the German um, that replaced it that replaced, I believe, it was George Bennett on Peter Sagan's team, the Bora Hansgrove team. He won, and I won't do him the disservice of mispronunciating his name. It's like Schobachen. It's pronounced Tony Martin. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know Tony Martin's not on that team. (laughs) Um, Sagan did win the first stage of the Tour of California, though. Oh, that's Uh, going on, too? Yeah, just a few minutes ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's a one-week stage. Travis McCabe got second. And um, let me see if I can... I, I, I really don't mean to jack up your name, bro, but... Barman will give it a try. And then... Oh, it's actually Ackerman. Oh, the... (laughs) Admiral Ackerman? (laughs) Mike, it's a trap. (laughs) It's a trap! (laughs) I didn't Um, realize you did that one so well. It's a trap! Do you you push back from the chair as you're saying it? It's a trap! Because you gotta, you gotta kind of push back so you're moving around. Yes, yeah, so I'm sliding backwards. 
What do you mean there's no reading? We should have a reading whether the shield is up or down. It's a trap. They, <laughs> they must be. How could they jam us if they didn't know they were coming? There's only one man who's so bold to use raspberry jam. <laughs> Lone Star. <laughs> oh man. Um, is, that the is that when the Winnebago has like jam like all over it? No, they jam the radar. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. No, but isn't there like don't they show the Winnebago flying through space with jam on it? <laughs> no, there it's on the radar and then all of a sudden it just disappears. <laughs> and there's jam on the screen. <laughs> Um, and now you, we, we talked at the game for a few minutes. You're officiating in Nashville next weekend. Is that what you said? Uh, no, I'm actually working in Asheville for the, Oh, Ash you said Asheville. I said Nashville. Yeah. You said Asheville. <laughs> um, I'm very similar. Not that far apart even. No. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else, uh, from, from, from the cycling world locally that you need to plug or, um, you know, it doesn't sound like it sounds like you're heavy in officiating season now. Yeah, it's um, well, this this three weeks is the hardest because I go to Spartanburg two weeks ago, Friday, then Twilight, then Commerce. And then the Wednesday race, I went down to Walterboro. I officiated some track racing and then came back and did the spin the district races. Then uh, with the uh, with the track races so that I got that week out. Um, great week of racing. Almost everyone stayed safe. Uh, Chris Freeman, sorry about your, sorry about your, a couple of stitches and your rib. I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever let the Masters do a cure and again. Oh wow! Yeah, there was only four, four guys in the race: Andy Bailey, Chris Nuziata, Chris Freeman, and Mike Tharp. Oh, and, and somebody got Gary, hurt. Yes, and then we let Gary Morgan in in, in there. Oh my God! Yes. Um, all right, F1 update. There was a race today in Bar Barcelona. <laughs> I think that, I, I think you actually said that correctly, didn't you? Yeah, well, doesn't, uh, doesn't Masi always say Bar Barcelona? Barcelona. <laughs> the, the correct Catalonian. I, I can say that I do work for them. Oh, really? Yeah, they placed an order with me this week for their camps. Wow, Barcelona yeah, they have um, they have three, they have two traveling camps in the country are, that we we do some stuff for, and then they have an academy out in Arizona, uh, like a, a physical academy. Uh, they don't want to work with us, but um, yeah, so we work with two of the three camps here for for FC Barcelona. Interesting. Yep. Well, Ma Mazi hasn't been on on the State of the Union the last couple of weeks, and I can't listen to it. It's yeah, that, that episode in Minnesota was awful. I had it on for five minutes. I turned it off. I did, I did the same thing. He was on He was on this week. They were back in Sorry. the studio this week. Sorry, Alexi. I know you're listening right now, but we just couldn't make it through. It was it Every was time they go live or they're doing remotes, it's really bad. It, it would be like th that sound, the, that the, just the just the way it was, it, it, it would be like if we took a, like a a microphone with us as we were walking to and from the game. That's what it sounded like to me. I, like, I actually, I actually thought about doing that today. <laughs> Plug, plugging in the splitter and doing, doing the podcast on headphones and while we were walking to the game. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. F1 Barcelona. <laughs> how, how did, how did we end up? 
Not good. Lewis Hamilton again. <laughs> Bota <laughs> second. Two Mercedes, one two. Verstappen uh, in third for Red Bull. Uh, I believe the the two Ferraris uh, was the the Ferraris were split uh, by the other by the other uh, Red Bull car. So not very good. What what are we in like this is the the fifth or sixth race of the year? Yeah, I believe this is the fifth race because they're actually saying the Red Bull team actually already switched to their generation two engine um, um, after only four races. So, so Hamilton's got the cup locked up, right? It's over. Well, no, because Botas has been either second or won all the other races. <laughs> um, all right. Atlanta United, we got a lot to cover here. And I know, I don't think you've seen any of the games except for today. No, actually, I caught. Remember, I caught the second half of After Commerce. I got home. Oh, Sporty Casey. It was a West Coast game. And actually, that was the first game I actually enjoyed watching this season where, where I didn't like say, what, what are they doing? Yeah. No, it's or, like, no, actually, the other team didn't know exactly what we were doing and, and, and adding kryptonite to it. Yeah. All right. So, you, and we were, I was texting you while you were driving. <laughs> <laughs> telling you kind of what was going on so uh we'll go back to last saturday or sunday um atlanta united in kansas city sporting kc it's the the stretch of the first of five games in 15 days um and it looks like uh DeBoer is trying to get at least 12 points get the team back in it um and so far so good so uh, I'll run through this real quick. Barco in that game, one goal, two assists. Gets player of the week for the second time in the last five, six weeks. Um, he was just, I think it's the best soccer he's played with Atlanta United over the, over the last uh, year and a half. Um, unfortunately, that was his last game for quite a while. He has been um, picked up for the under-21 or under-20 World Cup uh, for Argentina. Um it looks like he'll be with their team for probably about a month, um, uh, a month plus uh, playing in that World Cup, and then uh, he'll be back. But uh, I think that that maybe uh, he might be back in time for the international break for the Gold Cup and uh, some of the other tournaments. I mean, that, that one looks like it's from like the second week of June to the third to the last week of June almost. Okay. Um, so they win the game three nothing. Uh, Barco had a goal and two assists. I think Joseph had one of the goals. I'm not sure who got the third one. Um, it was either Gressel or um, it might have been uh, LGP if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. I think it was scored, LGP. He might have scored on a corner or something like that. No, I think it was a, what, a bump or a, or, bump, or a, a set piece out. or something. It was a bump. It was it was it was bumped out to him. Yeah, and he just put it in the back of the net. Um, Wednesday night. The second of this five-game stretch, they played Toronto. Uh, always great to see Michael uh, Bradley in town getting booed by the home fans. Yes! Uh, Boo was, him! I will tell you right now, I think I mentioned this to you earlier today, Barman. That might have been the best officiated game I've watched in the MLS in the two years I've been watching MLS games. You didn't mention that. Um, we get a... Here's the other thing. So, Barco's gone. They put Villa, Tito Villaba in. And, man, that guy really upped his game. He was all over the place that Wednesday night. He was all over the place today. 
Um, well, Villalba is so much more physical than Marco is. And he's an energy. Well, he's not really playing. He's more, it's more of a two-man top set instead of that one man with, with Joseph, with Barco and Pity Martinez behind him. But um, I think, I think with, with Martin, with Pity Martinez and Barco, we're just so small and we're so unphysical. Yeah. That I think we get beat up. We get beat up. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and, and he adds that energy piece that they, they were kind of missing that first half of the season. He's, he's a high energy guy. He's fast. He's all over the place. He's not afraid to get into the dirty areas. Um, you know, and, and get like to the goal line and, and dribble down the goal line, make a couple moves, get across, take a shot, whatever it is. Um, he looked really good in that Toronto game. Uh, first goal uh, on a set piece play, Pity Martinez shoots, goalie makes the save. It bounced, Joseph positioned himself, Martinez positioned himself, so the rebound almost came directly to him. He went down to the goal line and set a cross through. It missed one guy and, and, Tito was there to, to just knock it in. It's a really good goal. Uh, Bradley completely invisible on that play and most of the game. Um, it's the first time I really felt like... Well, there's no reason for Bradley to change what he does for the U.S. national team for, <laughs> for, for MS. For well, you think because they're paying him like $6 million a year that he'd actually show up for some of those games. No, he'll do exactly what he does for the... the, the he'll do exactly the same that he does for the U.S. team. Just kind of stand around and... and and act like it wasn't his fault. Um, it was really kind of the first time, maybe since the New England game, that there was like a constant ongoing barrage and attack from Atlanta United. It was just nonstop. The possession numbers said it was about 50-50, and I don't believe those numbers are right. Actually, I think I think that number we were down. We were 48? 48, 48. 48% because yeah. I, I think you were in on the one where I, I pushed back on – uh, with Krabby about about hey does this line look look okay to you? He's <laughs> like you you won didn't you? <laughs> um, Unwatchable soccer. Pity actually looked pretty good. He did have a, a set a free kick or a set piece that went off the crossbar, um, but still hadn't scored until today. Um, Joseph got lots of opportunities. Uh, goal called back offside for Villiaba. Gressel gets a goal on a deflected. Uh, deflection from the defense. Um, going into today, the team was in seventh place. I put this in here. Do you know about the Mega Bowl? You probably don't. The Mega Bowl? I know we're in fifth place now, and we actually have two games in hand. And yeah, we're six I don't, points behind I don't think, Philadelphia. I think we'll be um, even. Oh, with, with, DC, with DC winning. Right. So... I made this reference. I thought we were in fourth place, but I was looking at the wrong the wrong column, which I often do when I look at the soccer uh, table. The tables. <laughs> yeah. So the, stand, the standings. Are we allowed to call it standings? Yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's so confusing. With the rosy red, white, and blue glasses of an American soccer <laughs> fan. Are we allowed to use that? <laughs> I don't believe the American soccer fan is the most educated in the world. Did you did you did you hear that on the on the podcast a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I the, I saw that you or Krabby tweeted it, and I said no, I, I don't was, believe so. I was kind of like, and I cited yeah. I cited one Michael Bar- Barman as my exact example. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think to versus Toronto was two nothing final. Yes, I believe so. 
Uh, I'll go back to my comment on the Mega Bowl. So the Mega Bowl is a reference to the movie Semi-Pro. With oh, the baseball movie. The basketball movie. Oh, is it basketball? With uh, Will Ferrell and Woody Harrelson. Ooh, I might not have seen that one. Oh, this is right up your alley. It's the Flint Tropics. The ABA. <laughs> <laughs> that one looks so bad, I didn't even know if I could. Oh. I've seen it a couple of times. The I more that, I watch I that movie, the funnier it gets. Semi-pro? I'll have to... I'll pull it out. I'll see if it's on Netflix. It's about the... So it takes... It, it has to do with the merger of the ABA and the NBA. It, it, it is... They they end up realizing they're not going to be in the NBA, so they play for the Mega Bowl. It's the fourth... For fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so back to the refereeing. So, you know, back in the... When the Super Bowl... Before the Super Bowl first started... In the NF in the NFL, they had a third and fourth place game, and you should read the quotes from Vince Lombardi about what that game is. Okay. <laughs> the 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 quote the That's, quote I most is it was a, it's a game played by losers to be a loser, and and that's not what the Green Bay Packers are are about. That's why they getting, what that's why they have what thirteen. <laughs> AFL or NFL championships pr- prior to the Super Bowl? Something yes. like that? Yes. Um, we, 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 it's a game for losers played by losers. That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, best ref game I've seen in, in MLS. I actually I saw the today's, referee... Today's game was rather, was rather very well officiated. Yes, also. it was. I didn't... I mean, I missed the last 15 minutes, but um, I, I would agree with you. But there was nothing like egregious... I think the teams are settling down now into that, you know, but what, what happened in that game that was amazing was one of the Toronto players dove and the ref gave him a yellow card. <laughs> and I was, I like, wish we saw, I wish we saw more of that. The heavens opened up the light, light shone down. It was amazing. <laughs> and you could see in the play, uh, Franco Escobar like backs off for about three seconds before it happens. And then the guy trips himself. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. All right, uh, today's game, Atlanta United at home against rival Orlando City. Uh, I believe Atlanta is like 5-0-2 against Orlando or 5-1-2 against Orlando. It's something ridiculous. Well, if you remember, originally I, we didn't get these tickets. Um, yeah, we did. Mainly, um, Me and Brian had them. Oh, you and Brian wanted them. You, wanted a, you had a free weekend. You're like, hey, man, I want to go. And we ended up getting more tickets, and then well, I, I took the whole family. Yeah, I didn't originally. I didn't originally want to go because Orlando was so bad last year, and we were so good um, that I didn't think it would be much of a game. But the way that this season started out, and I had, the, and I knew there wasn't going to be a rain a rain date for the Kieran, uh, I was super excited to go to this game. And Orlando played well. Uh, if Guzan hadn't made some spectacular saves, uh, th- I mean, this really would have been a one-one. Or Barman, two, he's or, big. He's tall. He's a mother effing wall, Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan. Um, you are never allowed to root for Brad Guzan from what I had to deal with for the I'm, first season. I'm ordering a number one jersey. Are you? I love is him. It gonna be, what Jessica is still it? hates him, but I, I love him. The blue or the gold? <laughs> no, I'm going to get a black and red stripes <laughs> with one on it. <laughs> no, we got to get you the blue one with the gloves. I want, like short, the... <laughs> I want short sleeves. <laughs> You gotta get you. Gotta, you gotta wear the gloves with it though. I'll, the, like, I'll shave my head and everything. I'll be fat, Guzan. 
You hated Brad Can we get so seats much? in the fan section so I'm right behind the goal <laughs> imitating him? Oh, like, my God. Like the umpires do in the Toronto game? <laughs> or like you did – or, well, you didn't mimic um, – Carrie let one in, but you did. You did get him with the Pope outfit. That yes, one I time. did. Uh, all right, today, so one nothing victory. Um, who scored? Pity Martinez scored today it's on a, a nice place goal. from Tito Villiab, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Or was it Gressel? I think the cross was from Gressel. I want to say Villiaba went to the corner, passed it up to Tito and and or to Pity, and he scored. It came, came across. Yeah, it was on the other went, side of the field, so yeah, it went, went went through a couple of people actually. And then we had a goal called back, I think, on a Gressel pass to maybe Villiaba or Villiaba to Gressel, and it was offside. On yeah, the play. I didn't see any offside. You did. No, I said when they went to video review, it somebody was offside or somebody was in offside position, hindering the goalie's view. But they, we couldn't see, and they don't show it on the jumbotron there for league rules. Um, well, you were you're well when the goalie took that that um, looked like he, he took a pretty hard hit. I was I wasn't very I wasn't very he, soft about it. He, he got he run up. Me to, he <laughs> got railroaded, buddy. <laughs> he got he got run over a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> he got hit pretty hard. Um, all right, so. In this five-game stretch so far, three wins, nine points. Excellent job. Vancouver. I think I think Guzan is on, like, uh, all five, three, four, like 300 four, minutes. Four or five games straight. Um, yeah, 300 minutes of no of no score. Clean sheets. Mr. Clean Sheet. Oh. I he like played, him. He played, he played absolutely lights out today. He was fantastic. He was never, never out of place. Um, yeah, I mean, that also, goal, that goal he stole way, from Dwyer was insane. And it was amazing. I and thought for was, sure, shit, it's 1-1. That was our side, too. And it yeah. was like, and I Jessica, was like. Jessica still hates him. And I'm like, Jessica, that was a great save. She's like, that was un- unbelievable. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, all right, let's, let's jump into the, um, English Premier League. Uh, season ended today. Oh, that boring soccer tournament? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't have they don't have playoffs or anything. They just they just they just play games. Uh, I could see the angry tweets we're gonna get from Krabby tomorrow. <laughs> they, they just they just play their games and then they're done. Um, and and I mean, uh, who did who did Man City beat today? Wolf Wolfsboro. What, no, I think I think Liverpool is playing Wolfhampton. Oh, Wolverhampton. Is that a, is that someone's bad subdivision? What is that? <laughs> didn't, is you that live, didn't you live up there in Kennesaw? <laughs> <laughs> you were married. I think, I think, I think they had a banner with everyone that graduated high school on the uh, on the front of the subdivision. Was 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 Man City playing Burnley? Is that another is that another East Cop subdivision? Do, do, they, do, they, do they have everyone's? Am I insulting like a whole a large city state? Well, well Newcastle they had um, Fulham. Fulham. That, that sounds more like a proper city though, doesn't it? In England. If yes. there's ever a city in England, it was Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so I'll recap the last couple. Of, so we, last Saturday, uh, we had a Barney well, Vivo. is out, right? Yeah, he hasn't been playing for a few weeks, and the season's over. So, And I think DeAndre Yedlin was out today. I didn't see him out there, so um, I could be wrong, but. Uh, last Saturday, we had Barman and Bevo's Newcastle versus State Masters champion uh, Liverpool in a match on Saturday, uh, and Barman and Bevo go down three to two. <laughs> hey, we put up a fight. 
We did. That, oh, they, three to two is a good result against Liverpool. Uh, scoring two goals on Liverpool is really yes. good. I mean, it's yeah, I agree. I'm sure. I'm sure Chris was very happy with the uh, the effort. I'm sure he was very happy with the uh, the win this week against uh, Barcelona as well. Down three nothing in aggregate, they win four to three. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, to go on to the uh, the the Krabby Cup championship. And didn't Barcelona do the same thing against Roma like the year before? Not Maybe. necessarily that many goals, Maybe. but but it was almost the exact same replay. Um, that sounds probably right. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Newcastle wins three today against Ful- three nothing today against Vol- Fulham, who's being relegated. Um, they were well, there was. I mean, halfway through the season, they were thinking Newcastle was in danger. They were in the re- relegation zone. They they, they kind were, of played their way out of it. Uh, they bottom were, four go down. No, it's bottom, bottom three, two. bottom four, bottom five. I can't remember. No, but yeah, I think it's bottom three. And top three, um, top two automatic, maybe three, four, and five, or top top two automatic go up, and then three, four, and five have a play-in game. It's pretty crazy. I mean, the, the amount of pressure that's on those players to have a good game is just astronomical. It looks like only three go down. So, so the top two from the lower division – and then the one team between three, four, and five go up. Yeah. Or no, three, four, five, and so two. it's it's Six. Cardiff City, Fulham, and Huddersfield going down, and then Newcastle was sitting thirteen. Um, out of twenty. Out of twenty. For their fourth start, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Man City ends up winning the league today on by a point. It's the first time a team had ever scored ninety points and and not won the not didn't win the league. Liverpool, Liverpool. Had, Liverpool had 97, Man City had 98. They played earlier in the week, if I remember correctly. I want to say they played, maybe they played two weeks ago, um, head-to-head. So, uh, But Liverpool goes on. They're in the uh, UEFA Championship against Tottenham, who's in fourth. Um, so hopefully at least Chris may, may get a, a, a cup there uh, if he's lucky. Should we present him with a cup? <laughs> I got one in Atlanta United today. We'll give it to them. <laughs> we'll put a blue ribbon on it. <laughs> well, I was going to try to do a podcast last night from the bicycle at Epic afterwards. I was just too tired to set everything up. Uh, all right. So last weekend we had the Kentucky Derby. Um, oh. One. This This has to be the craziest Kentucky Derby ever. Well, especially because it had maximum security at plus a thousand. Yes, which is you know, so you would have won a hundred bucks on ten. On ten, I bet ten. I would have gotten a hundred bucks. So we're we're at the bicycle race, and I pull it up on ESPN, and it says maximum security wins the Kentucky Derby in the headline, and I'm like, he won. And then the people reading the the ESPN uh, thing for twenty two minutes, you were a winner. They, they said. <laughs> No, Barbara, look, he got DQ'd. <laughs> I'm sure you saw it too, right? I didn't see the race. Well, I have oh, I'm now, sure you yes. saw the replay, though. I saw the replays. And, yes, he deserved every penalty that he, he got. <laughs> you know, I don't – so are you of the opinion that it was the jockey's fault or – Oh, that was totally the jockey's fault. Oh, really? Okay. I mean – I am. Because my, my largest issue as – well, one, as a competitor and two, as an official – Sure. Is, is 
okay, so maximum security took the out to, to push the outside horses outside, and you know that's kind of shady. I'll let I'll let you have that, but you cannot slam back inside again to close that horse off. Yeah. And I felt when he closed back in, I thought he did impede that inside horse, and I did think that that inside horse would have beaten him. Here, here's the nice thing I like about it. You know, they took their time, 22 minutes, however long it took. They stuck with the judgment. That was the judgment. That was the rule. Nobody said anything after that. I know the owners of Maximum Security might have filed a petition this week. Well, that was their rights. I mean, yeah, they, sure, that, no, it, but it's the, within your rights. But I the mean, process was followed. Right. Uh, you know, they came up with the right, they made the right decision, but it's a little wacky, but just because we haven't seen it before, I mean, it was millimeters away from a horse or horses getting severely hurt as well. I agree. Um, so here's, here's the crazy. So country house ends up being declared the winner of the, the Kentucky Derby. That horse has been ruled out already for the Preakness. (laughs) Yes. With a with a cough, I think they said. Well, I think that's what the other course has also. With the other favorite that didn't, that wasn't able to run the Derby, he's out for an extended period with um, whatever the uh, the throat bug going around is. Yeah, the throat, the throat, whatever the throat. <clears throat> so here, what I'm assuming, maximum security is in the Preakness. I don't think he is either. I think he's got a hoof issue. Oh boy. Well, there, yeah, so the Preakness has like nothing. <laughs> there will not be a triple crown winner, so no, I guarantee ratings only, are like, down. I think there, there might only be like 10 horses in the Preakness. Well, actually, by the time the Preakness runs, there will be more because everyone thinks they have That's next weekend. Right. Well, there were 21 horses in the Derby or 22 horses. There were a bunch. Yeah, so it's one of the bigger fields I've seen in a while. When, well, there's when they've got to roll out favorite. The, when they got to roll out that third gate, Yes, you know the, it's a the, big little field. Fiber, the little fiber, <laughs> the little fiber. The yeah, <laughs> you feel bad for that horse all the way on the outside because you know they're never going to make it into. Hey, the... They can, they can, you could win the Derby from out there. It's horse racing. Yeah, if you've got a jetpack on the horse's ass, dude. Secretariat would have won from out there. It wouldn't have mattered. That horse was the greatest athlete of the 20th century. I don't want to hear anything about Secretariat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for confirming my initial thoughts. All right. Um, I, I do. I know you don't want to talk about Oak Island, but I do. Just for, I, I honestly, I haven't caught an episode since you told me that I'd be wasting an hour of my life. All right. So <laughs> there was the finale. You tell me that you didn't tell me that Marty. It looked like Marty was going to hang it all up. There was an episode the week before last, the, which was supposedly the finale. Um, then this past week before Civil War Gold. There was a bonus episode with that your buddy Maddie. I can't do those. And an homage to uh, Dan Blankenship. Uh, obviously, they did something. Oh, uh, I'd probably watch that because they'd have all the old photos of Dan on the island. Yeah, like the last. And, there's like a ten minute, those, ten minute thing on him. But what they did show was remember they did the um, seismic testing in the swamp. Right. They showed the results from that. In the bonus episode. In the bonus episode. They were is in there Mich- a ship in there? there is, they were in Michigan at the war room in Michigan. Not at the winery, but at a different war room. And, and I guess where Craig Tester and, and Marty run their business from. Uh, yeah, um, their uh, natural gas business. Right. So the, the seismic guys came in and there is an anomaly in the swamp that looks to the dimensions of a ship 
and it's only about two meters down. They're going to dig that out next year? I think they already started over the winter, and they... I hope they stop. As long as they don't drill in, in near the money pit. I think, I think they found some stuff there that could, in fact, show that there is a tunnel leading to the money. I think we're on the cusp of either more bullshit or <laughs> a discovery, a please major discovery. Me, please tell me they're not going to drill in the money pit again. So what they were talking about doing was some, some coring in where that anomaly was. Um, it's big, are, too. Are we talking about the swamp or the... The swamp. Right. We're not talking about the money pit. No, we're talking about the swamp, but they, they are showing right. some sort of tunnel structure or something in, in the seismic reading that is leading towards the, the money pit as well. Because that, remember, that swamp area is massive. It is huge. Um, and, and if there is a... Sh- it looks like there's a, something the size of a boat in there. A big boat. In the same area where they found that plank. But... Guess what? If you and I owned a boat, what size boat would we have? Probably a 20 or 30 footer, depending if we had to live <laughs> on it or not. <laughs> we need something for you and me to be able to fit on. <laughs> we'll get one of those two man inflatable boats. <laughs> <laughs> and wear our Speedos out. out, 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 out I'll stand up, you paddle. <laughs> um, so. I, it looked it looked very much like Marty was ready to hang it up, um, and they they kind of talked him out of it again with the uh, the findings in Smith's Cove and whatnot. So uh, they will be back for a new season next year. Um, it looks like Dave Dave Blankenship will still be there working with them. Um, it was interesting to see the story on how he ended up at Oak Island with his dad, and how he just kind oh, of that's stood- cool. I'll have to. I'll watch that replay. That's that. That sounds. I didn't. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there there was a nice like. They interviewed um, Dan Hensky and I can never remember the other guy, the short guy that runs the museum, um, and Rick Lagina. They interviewed the three of them. They interviewed Rick by himself, uh, a Rick and Marty maybe, and then they they brought in um, uh, Dave. Uh, it was you know. It, it, it was something they, they, they filmed shortly after, within a month of him passing. So, um, it was pretty good. I, I highly recommend it. But now we're on to Civil War Gold, and that show looks like it's already off the railroad tracks. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were just moments away from finding all the gold in the bottom of Lake Michigan. Yeah, but they're not allowed to, to touch it. What do you mean they're not allowed to touch it? They don't have the proper permits because they don't have enough proof that there's gold there. So they're not even allowed to, like, they're allowed to fan the sand, but they're not allowed to dig. Right. And they're allowed they're allowed to metal detect, but they're not allowed to. So they, they did some sonar bullshit this week, and we're still two seasons off from them being able to find anything on the bottom of Lake Michigan. By then, somebody would have already stolen it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking Michigan. <laughs> someone, someone without a permit. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. Bet with Bevo and bet with Barman. Barman took maximum security plus one thousand. I can't believe I lost that bet. <laughs> I, I. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I know how Vegas, but I, I'll give you the push on that one. I, I, I say that's not a. That doesn't count as a loss. That's a. Well, remember, that's I was a looking free, for the freaky thing. 
Well, I was looking for the Florida Derby champion or a Florida horse to bet on. Right. At proper odds, and he ended up being there. So I, I, I mean, it just ended up being the 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 theory was more was more correct than the um uh, than the actual the betting of knowing what's going to happen. Uh, when did you take this Atlanta United bet today? That was for Wednesday's show. For I won I won that one for today for today's yes. game. Yes. Nice. Yeah. The bar, barman has in your Atlanta United to record a shutout win. Ten dollars pays nineteen fifty. <laughs> well, I was looking for something to bet on Atlanta United that sounded good, and I think they were maybe a one. I think they were a plus uh, one goal. They had a one goal. Um, they were a minus one today. They were minus one today, and I don't. And I so it's like what bet ten and make eleven. No. Um, it was bet twelve eighty to win ten. Right, and I, so I don't like that. So I found I found something that I did like that how it paid and it would be. But fun you to watch took the one game. of the the prop bets, which the is prop smart. bets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I have I have Bevo taking Orlando today or taking Atlanta United minus one today, which would have been a push <laughs> for me. Um, they've got Vancouver Wednesday night, who's also at the bottom of the table. But I think uh, the one thing I noticed on the radio broadcast after the game was. And I missed the last 15 minutes, but it looked like fatigue was setting in uh, from the amount. They played three games in eight, eight days. They got to go to Vancouver, play late Wednesday. Then they got to fly home and then to New York to play Sunday. Um, well, you know, you, you know what I have to say about that, Bebo? You play to win the game. Frank DeBoer better figure out when to sub because bringing subs in two plus two minutes into the game for for somebody just doesn't doesn't relieve someone. You mean with two minutes left in the game? No, he subbed. He subbed some. He subbed. Um, uh, is it Millum? Um, the new guy. The Marum. He subbed him in in penalty time. That's what I meant. With two minutes left, he should have subbed him in in like the seventieth minute. Well, you should give someone else a break. If you're willing to put that person on the field, they should have a proper. To me. Yeah. They should have a proper opportunity. I find it hard. I mean, we were already. I know we had an early because we were in Concacaf Champions League. Where we have our number of games is correct, but we're still we're three games behind. Uh, the number of games is three games behind a lot of people in the East, and so I find it hard to believe that we're tired. Besides the fact that Frank DeBoer's not managing his personnel properly. Yeah, and I think some of it has to do with injuries. Two players in key positions. Should we do an Arthur Blank and Frank DeBoer interview? No, they won today. Oh. <laughs> We're only allowed to do that when they lose. Yes. So maybe next <laughs> weekend. Maybe definitely by next weekend. <laughs> I don't think they can win all five of these games. I definitely think they can win four. Most likely we're going to see a draw Wednesday and maybe a loss Sunday or two draws would be my guess. But I think, I think Wednesday is a very winnable game. I think you put all your eggs in one basket and you win that game, and you get 12 points out of 15 instead of getting uh, right. 11 points out of 15 with two draws or possibly only 10 points. Well, I honestly feel that we're deep enough and we're far enough in the in the season. We can, we but, can win when our beats. But remember, no Barco. That's fine. No Kratz. I, I, that's fine, too. No Ambrose. Well, and we got Escobar back, though. He should be pretty fresh. He should be, and you've got Pogba, or Pogba's brother, who I think may actually get the start next game. And then they got the kid that they put in today. They just traded for him from Columbus. 
and apparently he knows the system real well. Uh, he's a system guy, so the system not to lose. No, the 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 Frank DeBoer, whatever four four three. Yeah, whatever. No, and he's not playing a four four three. Or was four, it a five three? It's a four. It's almost like a uh, a four three two one or a four three three. Isn't that what it said? It said four four three. Oh, I meant four three three. Yeah. I think it might be a, a four four one. It's so hard. Four five one. Who knows? Well, it was good. To see, it was good to see because we I, did. We go to an earlier game. What game did you went to an earlier game? We've been. You, you and I have gone to the game against Herodina, Monterey. Yes. Um. So what I noticed right away was the fact the players didn't feel like they were so. Um, they were they were chained to a certain area of the field all the time. No, you noticed like I saw Perez, I saw Gonzalez Perez moving around more. I saw Parker's moving around more. I saw guys swapping more like how they played last year, and it was very enjoyable to watch them. It looked like the players were having more fun and doing then, what, what they do because they didn't it didn't feel like they were as shackled as they were earlier in the season. We noticed early on how wide the defense was playing, which was... It was awesome. It was weird. Like, the, yes. the, the, the two outside defensive players are actually, like, almost on the sideline. And I think maybe Atlanta United felt like the Orlando just doesn't have the speed to deal. And that was pretty obvious. Yeah, they all really, you got to do is watch Dwyer. They really couldn't get around us on anything. Our defensemen were as fast well, or the faster two, than The two middle guys, so um, uh, LGP and um, the young kid, what's his name? Uh, why am Miles I Robinson. Miles Robinson, who both played really well again today. Miles Robinson is just fantastic. Dude, he cleaned that one. He cleaned that guy's pocket out. Of, yes, he did. Of the of the field. All right, that was awesome. So uh, bet with Bevo. So I, I took two games last week. I lost both of them. <laughs> uh, should we call this segment not bet with Bevo? Well, bet bet with Bevo has gone off the rails a little bit. I'm still <laughs> above 500. I'm at 16, 10, and 10 on the year, but. But you're doing better a than couple Bill months, Simmons. A couple, a couple months ago, I was 11 and 0. So it's been yes. slow for Bevo. He's he's waiting for the international soccer to come back. That's a little bit easier to pick. Um, so if, if the people listening right now want to know who to follow, Barman put fifty dollars in his account and he has three hundred and forty five right now. Bevo, where are you at? <laughs> Bevo's been at zero for quite some time. <laughs> But most of that was lost in uh, in in college football. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just having some fun. No, it's the, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was winning money against, betting international soccer and then um, but we we bet we bet totally different ways. I look for an underdog that pays huge and just put a little bit of money down and That will more. catch up with you at some point. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> You but might just, go 30 straight bets in a row without winning. Like, this Nibley bet's not looking so good. Yeah. Maximum security's bitching the ass. So there's minus 20 right there. <laughs> yeah, but I put 10 but down you on did, I, You know what? You went 30 to the good today. <laughs> so, so you're still plus 10 on that. It is intriguing how different that you and I – I bet for fun. And uh, and I, I, I knew the, or the Master State champion, he bets very similar to you do. Like – Bet not to lose. Don't lose. Don't lose. Don't lose. Well, I, you know, I grind it out. I'm a rounder. I'm a rounder. I don't know what the spread is for, for Wednesday night's game against Vancouver. 
but I might take that one on the road. It might. It's probably going to be like half a goal for Atlanta United. It um, might even be. A, it might even be a full goal. I'll no, right I don't think so. Not on the road. I I have a feeling that the I think they've lost some money on Atlanta United, so it's hard. It's always hard to tell. Hold on, I'm going to my. I'm looking at also. You can keep going on other other odds. I'll look it up. Um, are you taking another game this week, or are you sticking with your nibbly bet? I'll stay with my nibbly bet. There wasn't anything that interests me today when I when I thought about it. Um, it's easier to go on my phone and do this. Oh, do you have an app? No, just it's uh, I can log in quicker than on my iPad, Here and I don't want to use my computer and and, and upset the uh, the oh. listeners. It's almost unlistenable. <laughs> um, they oh, might they goal. might not have the spreads up because there might be. It's a, it's a half goal. That's what mine has it at. Minus what? One ten. Uh, um, one twenty five. So twelve fifty to win ten. I'll take Atlanta United Wednesday night. Just to if win. You take, if you take Vancouver, it's plus two forty to win. You want? You think Vancouver is going to beat Atlanta? No. That's not what Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan. All right. Um, Jeopardy. This is Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> that guy's won like one point five million dollars. Twenty two straight matches. Uh, the Master State Champ still won't mention him. So the story I read this week is that um, baseball. He, he wanted a job in front office baseball. Baseball teams are actually looking at him for positions with running um, uh, analytics. Like three or four different clubs have offered him a job. Uh, Atlanta United to record a shutout against Vancouver plus two two eighty. That's your bet. I, I don't want to steal your bet, but I, I, no, I'm not going to take that one. This, the what streak's got to end at some point. I think so. I don't know the way Brad Guzan played today. He might not play Wednesday though. They might play Khan just to save him for New York. Uh, true. Um, yeah, I did. I did read that also, and 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 I, yeah, I think it's you know he's obviously not going to become. They're not going to hire him as a, a, a general manager, but no. uh, you'd, you'd obviously put him in your statistics department. You'd pay him. What do those guys make? Like sixty, eighty thousand dollars a year? Yeah, the, where uh, they, I would what say part of the country they live. Somewhere between sixty and a hundred. Yeah, and, and so you start him off there, and you see what he learns. Um. And then, you know, obviously, Trebek going through cancer is, you know, that, that one's going to hit home if, if, if he doesn't. I, he's been very positive. I know he's recorded at least two different messages to the fans telling them, you know, how, how much support he's getting from everybody. And, you know, he seems to be doing quite well um, with his treatment. So, fingers crossed. I mean, Alex Trebek, even though he's Canadian, is American, you know, He's part part of pop culture. I don't. I can't see anybody else hosting that show. You know. Well, just kind of like um, uh, what was it, Family Feud when, or Price Is Right? You know, there. Yes, it's not. It's never the same. But there is some. There, there's some good things that come from that. Sure. And and honestly, you don't know how good you have it till you don't have it any longer. Right. Um. Well, speaking of losses, we lost Peter Mayhew uh, last week as well. I. Are you familiar with him? He's Chewbacca. Yes. Uh, it, it was... Uh, but he wasn't the voice of Chewbacca. No, no, no. 
He was the actor who played Chewbacca in every well, Star Wars he film. A, he was like a nursing intern or something, or a, some sort of... He was in a British hospital or something? Yeah, it was something odd, you know. And he ended up playing Chewbacca through... All the way up until uh, episode seven, and he was only Chewbacca in a couple scenes in that movie uh, until the new kid took over for him. Um, uh, Harrison Ford said some really nice things about him, and uh, Mark Mark Hamill always has nice things to say about his his former co stars and friends. It was it was pretty good. So um, I watched uh, um, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark nice. on Netflix the other night. And- I forgot how good that movie really is. Yeah, I mean, that one's good. Temple of Doom kind of sucks. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't watch that one. Um, the the last I've, I've seen I've seen number three the um, the one with uh, Sean Connery. The last Crusade that by far my, is my favorite. That one that one's enjoyable also. But yes, very 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 fun. Uh, I mean, more I, enjoyable than the Star Wars movies actually. Oh, <laughs> no. Wow. Because if, 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 if you take the, tri- the original trilogy and the original Indiana Jones trilogy, the, the Star Wars trilogy is better. Just because of Temple of Doom. Yes, exactly. Because you're really, what you're really judging is Temple of Doom versus Empire Strikes Back. And that's not even, <laughs> that's like, that's not even a fact. Actually, you know what? Raiders of the Lost Ark, it, it might lose, it definitely loses because of Temple Doom. Raiders of the Lost Ark might be better than Episode 4, A New Hope. And, Ugh. and. That's a tough one. The, or they could, you could put them like evenly. That's a draw. It's really just a draw. But then you look at, Return of the Jedi is certainly not as good as, uh. Indiana Jones three, uh, the last. It's Crusade. close. No, I would I, say the Last Crusade is much better than the Return of the Jedi. Uh, I, I'd say like maybe. But 2% but the more. disparity between Temple of Doom <laughs> and Empire, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is so Empire big. Empire Strikes Back is just so amazing, and Temple of Doom is unwatchable. Yes, it's it's hard. Like, uh, it's like bad and it's awful. Yeah, hey, Indy. Hey, Indy. I just don't like Indy. anything that has to do with Indian or that part of the world culture. I just, it turns me off. It was just, it was yeah. such a goofball movie. All right. Uh, ask Barman and Bevo anything. And I actually, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, <laughs> but, but I threw your question up on there today. I oh, threw, is there, are there answers? I didn't see any answers. No, I, I threw it up there just because it was such a good question. <laughs> when we were sitting there before the game started. <laughs> That uh, and I think even Nick Luther liked it. Um, but Luther, Nick had a question for us. Uh, where is it? I can he actually it. threw a. He actually Nick Luther actually threw his ask Kyle Patton. What? Nick, uh, I was on Facebook and I saw Nick Luther threw a ask Scott Patton question. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, I can never find this stuff. Why can I never find this stuff? Was it directly to your post? Yeah, I posted this time. I hit my post instead of instead of our post. Okay. Uh, why do we still race horses, but SeaWorld has to let Willie free? 
Um, well, it's very di- we could race whales, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> well, horses as, horses as, are in zoos. As someone, as someone who's lived in Ocala, Florida, which is a breeding, there's a lot of limestone there, which is super good for horses' hooves. Um, uh, and uh, like George Steinbrenner, I've met George Steinbrenner before. Uh, he has a horse farm there. I bartended in horse country for a number of years. The passion that horse people have for horses is there. There's just no way to. There's just no way to. They are so careful with those animals, and they love them so much, uh, and they take such good care of them that Nick Luther wishes if Nick Luther was was a was as good at horse racing. If Nick Luther was a horse and he was a horse and he was a racing horse, he would just eat, eat all day, nap all afternoon and run for two minutes in the morning. You forgot about the screwing part. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think there's any, well, Nick, Nick, Nick was, Nick was kind of surprised. I made some comments about his social life. So I will refrain from making any comments about Nick Luther's social life. Well, he also put in the circus loser elephants. Well, first of all, all the circuses have gone out of business. <laughs> so there oh, yeah. are no elephants in the circus. Anymore. <laughs> um, so that is mo- a moot point at this point. <laughs> moot um, point. You know, horse racing has been around for years. And, and aquariums are basically zoos. Right. You know, uh, SeaWorld... <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of bad stuff to those animals, but they also do a lot of good conservation work for marine life as well. And it's, you know, I mean, we had a, we had a stint out in um, uh, one of the, the tracks out in, in California. What's the big one out there? Um, Santa, Santa Anita. Santa Anita. I, I think it's clo- I think it's closed for the season. They're trying to figure out why those horses were passing away. Uh yeah. So a bunch of horses. I want to say like eight horses or five horses died in a three month span yeah. on the track, and it was because of the rain, the amount of rain that California got, and that track yeah, wasn't used to the water, the amount of water it had to hold. So yes, there's nothing's perfect, um, but you know, I don't I don't relate the two because I don't either. The horses really get to go wherever they want. Um, yeah, more so than than some someone at SeaWorld. All right, and then this this was your question to me at the game today, and this is absolutely brilliant. So, um, <laughs> how do you know if you're a visor guy or a hat guy? <laughs> I, my original question was was how what was how do you it? become how, a hat visor guy? How, how how young are you when you realize you're a visor guy or a hat guy? Because the gentleman was walking down, what, maybe late 20s, early 30s? Yes. And he had a visor on. But then you and I both, I had just bought a hat at the store. You had an Atlanta United hat. And everyone else in our section had hats on. I've so, owned one visor in my life. And I don't even know where it is anymore. Do you think there's a picture of Steve Spurrier with a visor when he was like three years old? I think you get a visor when you become a head coach or after you join a fret. No, the, most head coaches, I think, are hat guys. I don't think so. Um, so Spurrier's the advisor guy. Um, <laughs> uh, What's this? Lane Kiffin's advisor guy. Lane Kiffin is advisor guy, and then uh, Chucky out in. Uh, He's a visor guy with the right with the Raiders. Kingsbury's a advisor guy. 
Um, Oklahoma Chip, State. Chip Kelly is. I'm a, I'm o- a man. Uh, Oklahoma's old coach is a visor guy. Uh, Bob Stoops. Yeah. But he coached with Spurrier. So you got. You wonder, <laughs> did, did, did Stoops start as a hat guy and then become a visor guy? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, maybe it's too hot where they coach to have a hat, and they need to let all the heat out. I, I, <laughs> I think Vince Lombardi actually used to wear a visor. No, he wore a fedora. Well, but when he was or that, I think, that old style fur hat that. But was I think when he, was, when he was when he was when he was at practices, I think he did use a visor. Like I said, you get a visor when you become a head coach, or you join a frat. Wow. <laughs> I think it has because a lot golf, to do with the golf culture as well. well golf, golf guys don't use visors any longer. They're all hats. VJ Singh. He's 60 years old, dude. He's still on the senior tour. Fred Couples. Visor. <laughs> Tiger Woods hat. Well, that's because he's going bald. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Mickels- bald? Phil Mickelson. Oh, I've seen both. I've seen both. Uh... This is a good one for our next show. Uh, I, I'm I'm super intrigued. Are you born a visor guy or do you become a visor guy? You become a visor guy. Is the floor is the floor a visor guy or is he? A it's hat too guy? cold to wear a visor. He might wear a visor in the summer, but once it hits October, he's a hat man or no what hat is at it? all. Matt Lafleur. <laughs> what about then? You got Saban. Saban wears that crazy, uh, like straw golf hat thingy. Yeah, he what wears is like that? a sun hat. <laughs> he did uh, the bucket hat or whatever that is. No, it's not one of, the, but it's like that old or that go, it's a golf hat that's like almost oh, like a cowboy the floor, hat. The floor looks like a hat guy, bro. Nice. Yeah, he's got hats all the way down. What's uh the the Actually, Falcons a, coach? The Falcons coach of... doesn't wear a hat usually. No, uh, he's. He or am I thinking of the hair. last one? No, um, I don't think he wears a hat. Um, shoot, I can't even remember. I've already got 10 bucks down on them beating Minnesota, don't I? <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. That was last week's gem. Gem out of Barbara Bar- Bar- That was fantastic. <laughs> Barbara's gems. <laughs> All right. Shoot, uh, why, why am I forgetting the coach's name now? Um, Mike Tice? Or see the last one? Mike. No, he's the offensive. Well, actually, he's not any longer. Mike but, Price? Um, was he the last No, coach? he's the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Um, damn it. I can picture him. I just can't think of his name. Uh, Mike Quinn. Mike or, Quinn. Not, not Quinn. Dan, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Sorry. Mike Quinn is my friend. It what about... Uh, listening. Sorry. Who was, uh, who was the old Dan Reeves? Was he a, a visor uh, Mike guy? Quinn was hat, hats all the way, bro. Nice. All the way back to Seattle. What's uh, who's the coach of the Browns? Oh, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Oh, never mind. <laughs> He's got to be a visor guy. He's. <laughs> I know the Steelers coach is a hat guy. Oh yeah, um, um, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Um, and then Brian Brian then Kelly, Tomlin, Notre Dame Tomlin coach, is a visor guy. Dungy, he comes from the dun- dun- dungeon tree. And the Dungy Tree Dungy is, all, was a hat is guy. all hats. Yeah, he's bald. Uh, Freddie Kitchens looks like all hats. Brian Kelly, visor guy, Notre Dame. I think Freddie the Kitchens was thing. a quarterback for Alabama. Who? Freddie Kitchens was at. What the hell is going on? What is this? Holy cow. 
Alabama coach Gene Stallings talks with quarterback Freddie Kitchens as they walk off the field. When was that? There's a great picture. 80s? Well, Gene Stallings, that's got to be like the 70s? Early 90s. Wow. Um, wow. I had I've, no idea. Here, here's here's a twist. Is the, visor, is the visor game more of a staple in college football than it is a pro? Interesting. So if I had to guess, Crab is a visor guy and a Nuziata <laughs> is a hat guy. Uh, I know Nuziata is a hat guy, but I think Crab, because of his... Crab's a visor guy. He's, no, he's a little thin up top. He might, he's got to definitely be a hat guy. No, he's he doesn't a visor want, guy. He's fair skin, too. He's going to burn. He burns. I, I already know he's a visor guy. If he goes golfing, I bet you he has a visor in the closet that he wears to golf with. <laughs> So next week in the Barman and Bevo shop, we'll have vi- visors up. <laughs> I can't wear a visor. I haven't worn a visor since I was like six years old. I got—I think I got one for my birthday when I was like six or seven. And 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 I might have worn it to play tennis once. And I was like, this doesn't do me any good. It doesn't cover my head. I'm wearing a visor on the show next week. <laughs> I think I think. I was gifted one, and I've got one downstairs somewhere. I just you got, got like a Penguins of, visor. What do you I have? think I have an ESPN one of all of all places. An ESPN wow. one. Wow! <laughs> I got to look in my bag. I've got a bag full of like old hats, and I'm pretty sure there's at least one visor in there, if not two. I don't. I don't own a single visor. Don't even know where. Don't. Don't have I'm gonna, any idea. Where. I'm gonna wear it upside down with a pick in my hair. Scott Patton's a visor guy. <laughs> No, he's he's a little thin up top too. He's a visor guy. I, I see. Can tell. I can see Scott as a bandana guy, not a visor guy. All right, I think he's. I bet you Scott has at least three visors at the house. Uh, no, he's too. You want to bet the usual? I will never. When's the next time you see him? Next weekend? He'll listen to the show sometime. He. I mean, he's Scott Patton. Busy, but are you a visor guy or are you a hat guy? No, I'm. We're I'm, betting. We're betting that he has three visors at his house. Yeah, but I might have three visors at my house, and I'm not a visor guy. Yeah, but that's, well, that's the bet, right? (laughs) (laughs) Knowing Scott, he got three visors somehow. Well, because everyone thought he was a visor guy, because he's a visor guy. (laughs) All right, so the no, I'm not taking that bet. I'm not not. taking it, no. (laughs) Because I think secretly everybody has three visors somewhere. No, I do not have any yeah, visors. Yeah, because you just moved and you probably threw them out. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, Brick Danger Blade helped me move and Kevin O'Donnell helped me move. They, they can verify. I have no, vi- <laughs> no visors. Brick and Kevin, I want pictures of the box that says visors. <laughs> <laughs> that go with your the headset you wear around while you're coaching. <laughs> well, I wonder what comes up if you type in Steve Spurrier visor. <laughs> I bet there's one of them slamming it. It's got to be him throwing it down, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I want Kevin or Brick to get it. Oh, no, they have Gators signed Steve Spurrier visors for sale. $200. That's that's the first thing that comes up. Well, Steve Spurrier, he was a head coach, and he won the Heisman Trophy there, right? As a quarterback? Yes. And he's an AAF champion. (laughs) He's got a little bucket hat on there, but he's he's a full visor guy. But his visors are almost like he cut a top off the hat. <laughs> they're like they're big. They're yes. big. <laughs> they're big. And then they're they're also slanted. <laughs> Has Jim Harbaugh does he wear visors? No, he's a hat guy. He is, isn't he? He's a hat guy. 
I was trying. I'm trying to think of other coaches. Yeah, there's the Oklahoma State guy with visor. Bob Stoops with visor. Uh, Oklahoma State. That's Mike. Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. I'm, I'm a man. I'm 40, I'm 40 years old. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the third or fourth best sound, but that ever sound clip ever. I think we didn't we rank them at one time. Yeah, we had the the practice one. We had you play to win the game. We knew who they were. Danny Green. The the game face with Bobby Knight. Oh man, that was in our top five too, wasn't it? That that might have been number one. Oh, uh, the Auburn coaches advisor guy, Gus. Um, Gus Malzahn. Yes. I don't think he's at Auburn anymore. Uh, I could be. I could be wrong. No, I think he's still there. They wanted to fire him last year, but and then he, he won too money. many games. <laughs> yes, and and he donated like a million and a half dollars back to the school. It's hard to fire a guy. Oh, Chip Kelly's a visor guy. I told you, I Chip Kelly. I know Chip Kelly. He's a visor guy. Dude, he's oh, yes. <laughs> if you're coaching in Calif, anywhere south of the Mason Dixon of California, subtropical areas, you're a visor guy. Did Bobby Bowden never wear a visor? He's got a hat on in most of these pictures. No, he wore the same hat that uh, what's his name wears. It's Saban, same style hat. That's oh, yeah, that's right. That that bucket kind of hat. Yeah. Oh, this is straw. This straw hat. Yep. Bobby Bowden was a lot smaller than I anticipated when I met him at uh, Cypress Street. Shorter. Yeah, shorter and much much smaller. Much smaller than I anticipated. Terry um, Terry was tiny. He used to come into jelly rolls all the time. He was he was like five nine, five ten. Um, but for whoever whoever um, Bobby Bowden was meeting, he wanted to. I guess he wanted to impress because he had like two championship rings on the same hand. Wow. And it, I mean, it was like it was noticeable. Nice. All Diego right. Sweeney is he a visor guy? No. Nope. Yep, he is. Oh, he's he both. Is. He's both. Man, he lives between the two worlds, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the coach the coach from Georgia is definitely a visor guy. Oh yeah, um, Kirby uh, Smart. Uh, Kirby Smart. Yep. Yes, he's all visor. I'm telling you that, like in college, it's it's running rampant. Somebody's making money out just cutting tops off hats. The Ole Miss guy that got fired because he didn't take his prostitutes' phone numbers off. Freeze. Petrino, Petrino might be a hat. Guy. Oh, he's a full visor, full full visor. Barbara, we could do this all night. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm going through pictures of visor. All right. Oh, Anything? this could be this. Is the, there's a there's a shirtless visor picture of Spurrier like at practice at South Carolina. This thing is awful. This is gonna be this is gonna be Steve Lampier's like oh to Steve Lampier. Oh yeah, we should bring that up. <laughs> Swing and Richards <laughs> filed for chapter eleven. <laughs> I, when I, I thought this was your retirement plan. <laughs> when he said the chocolate starfish, and I said that's Barman's stage, stage name. I thought that was pretty classic. Uh, yes, <laughs> low class. <laughs> That's what I go for every time, all the time. Man, well, you have to with Steve because he's about to go there anyway. So oh, you might as gosh. well you might as well get there first. I used to be on his his text list up until probably about three years ago. I would still get random like dirty texts from him. Oh my! And gosh. it was just like he would send it to like fifty people. Somebody must have sat him down and said, "Dude, you cannot send these out." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was probably it was probably Craig Martin, my old boss. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> you coworkers. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that is episode seventy-seven. Uh, I know. Are you back Sunday? 
Yeah, I should be back Sunday Sunday evening sometime. I should be back too. I think Atlanta United is probably playing Sunday night as well. And we could do, we could we could have Monday as a backup day because yeah, I'm, I'm traveling back. Sunday. I'm traveling back from Buffalo, so Monday might be better. If Sunday doesn't work, okay. Um, I think we get back pretty early, but you never know with with uh, with Violet how it's going to go. So. Um, gotcha. Alright, that does it for episode 77 Barman and I will be back at least in a week If not, um, maybe just one day later We'll record an episode Sunday or Monday for you guys And uh, we'll recap uh, more of the uh, the Giro Oh, do have to give a Sorry, I do have to give a Creature Comfort shout out um, We had their tent on the infield And they uh, were um, <clears throat> uh, got us some beer for our after party For all the out-of-town riders and such can you get me their contact information? Because I was, uh, I think I can help them out. Okay. Or get their contact, inf- my contact, you know, give them my information. Right. Like how we date women when we were like 20 years ago? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I can help them out with, with what they're trying to do. Especially, I know how good their beer is. Um, right. So. Um, well, Pete's waiting to have lunch, lunch where we can talk about the market, the uh, branding on the infield because we put all the copper things out again. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. So um, soon, soon, maybe beginning of June. Cool. Um, when I can get down there on a, maybe I'll come down on a Saturday or something with some stuff. Yeah, we can take some pictures. Yeah. Cool. Uh, maybe Sunday Sunday morning is actually better for us. Okay. Because we're, we're down there motor pacing and all that. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoy your week. I know uh, I'll be traveling to the great white north. <laughs> Thunder Bay. Buffalo, New York, Niagara Falls. It should be nice and cold for me. Um, Barman will be in Asheville. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google, um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook. at uh, On Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo podcast. Uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman on Twitter at Barman, the letter N Bevo pod uh, at Bevo eight, seven, seven, one at underscore coach Barman. As you can hear violets in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, ask Barman and Bevo anything, uh, bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get up, but the law never will. Making their way.